And now the disclaimer. The topics heard on Into Your Body is primarily meant for mature audiences and is not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. The suggestions and opinions heard on this show does not necessarily represent the views of this station, its management, or their underwriters. These suggestions are not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or other malady. Discretion has been advised. And now, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 41 of Into Your Body, the show that helps you get into your body so that you can get the best out of your life. Hi, I'm DJ. You are DJ. I'm Sam. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing fantastically well, as I usually do, or I try to do. I mean, you call me in a good mood today because we're here in uh, my my uh, apartment studio. It's not a studio apartment. It's just an apartment studio. You just can take any... Anything and turn into a studio thanks to the marvels of technology today. Absolutely. Which I'm very grateful for. And thanks to all of our people who helped us uh, with our show in the early days and have uh, contributed to our success. And thank you to everyone. Thanks to everyone who's, who are listening to us on KEPW 97.3 FM in the city of Eugene. And also listening to us on the podcast at intoyourbody.buzzsprout.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And hi, new listeners. We like you. Hello, new listeners and all the other new listeners. We keep getting like new listeners every every week. I checked our stats of who's listening to us. I I like the fact that we're sort of bucking the trend here on uh, on Facebook on our show, our show where we post our show and all the other information and things that interest us on Facebook. We are garnered last check 82 listens last time Mm -hmm. so thank you very much for listening to the last show for the uh podcast only episode 39 the uh the meditation there the self-love meditation thank you very much for that and then of course episode 40 which brought about more information about uh those uh rather draconian laws that are happening in the south yeah wonderful things yes wonderful and of course, we want to talk about, them. of course, we talk about those things, how they intersect in our lives, because, well, the things that affect your body, it's about your body and how to get in touch with your body. So not only do we talk about sensuality and sexuality, but all the things that affect that as well, too. Right. And these laws are big and important and kind of worrying. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, today, today is another story that actually is well. It's, 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 it hits personal for for me, and I want to say um, thanks to everyone who more or less encouraged me to go ahead with that. So, about uh, back on Easter, yep, back on Easter. Actually, let me preface this on February, back this February of 2019. For those mm-hmm. of us who are listening into the far off future, February of 2019. Uh, an actor, Billy Porter. I, yeah, Billy, Billy Porter. Porter. Billy Porter, uh, along with his husband, took to the red carpet at the Oscars of 2019 and did so in a 
very well-crafted, very well-tailored tuxedo ball gown. So the top of it was a standard formal tuxedo. The bottom half of it was a formal ball gown uh, matched with the color of the tuxedo. It was absolutely fantastic. It was was, stunning. I mean, talk about being a hit of the ball. It was the hit of the ball. It Mm -hmm. pretty much, to use the turn of the phrase, shut down the red carpet. Yeah, it did. And (laughs) my reaction to that is that that brother stole my idea. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you can have these playful concepts with fashion and clothing and what looks good and what doesn't look good. And I tend to lean more toward the concept of Eddie Izzard, who says that, hey, I don't believe in this is women's clothing or this is men's clothing. This is my clothing. I bought it. Right. So it looks good for me. So on Easter, I decided to play with that idea. So I dressed in a tuxedo. So I had a standard tuxedo top. And then for the bottom, I had a very tasteful uh, ankle length velvet skirt, Mm -hmm. which matched the tuxedo. It looked perfect. It looked good. Took a picture of it. And then posted it to Facebook sometime later, about a week later. And said I had a couple weeks afterwards. Something like that, yeah. A couple weeks afterwards. And said, hey, this is what I wore for Easter. It looks pretty good. I didn't make any comments or anything like that. It was just another good picture of me because you know how we denizens on the internet who like to take pictures of ourselves are so incredibly vain. (laughs) Right. Vain. Well, photogenic. Well, it hurts to be, it doesn't hurt to be photogenic. It doesn't. When you're being vain on Facebook. (laughs) So I, so I took it and I posted not to the into your body Facebook. This is my personal Facebook. No, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but those who know, know. So I posted it to my personal Facebook and got a lot of compliments, got a lot of, got a lot of, hey, you look good. Hey, you look happy. Hey, that looks fantastic. Yada, 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 yada. Notice how all the ladies were like, ooh, (laughs) we like that. Well, a couple of my, well, a couple of my guy friends were like, hey, you look happy. You look pretty good. Hey, that's, hey, nice look. Nice look there. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, once you get to know me, you know me. Uh, I got one comment, though. Yeah. From my brother. Now, now, this isn't this isn't gonna be that kind of story here. But so my brother asked, "So what are you wearing?" So I told him, "I'll." So we went. I'm wearing a tux. I'm wearing a tuxedo. Well, what's that you wearing the bottom? It's a velvet skirt. It's like a velvet skirt. Yep, a velvet, a velvet skirt. A velvet skirt. And it's like, okay, I like what you're doing, but a velvet skirt, nah. And laughing face, laughing face, laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. And so I'm like, all right, all right. You had to be like that. You had to be like that. <laughs> so I'm not gonna talk about. I'm not gonna talk about him. I know my brother's listening. Hey, what's up, Sean? He does radio in Chicago too. So I'm not gonna hate on him. And also, Sean's pretty cool. So he is cool. We're not gonna say horrible things about I'm him. Not, no, don't say horrible things about my brother, Sean. He's actually a really cool cat. But I want to tell you <laughs> this sort of like. All right, listen, listen, listen. I know. I know you give me. I know he's. I know he's. I know he's busting my chops. Yep. Yeah. On this one, but it did. But unfortunately, he did it on a day when I was like, I was not having a good day. I was mm. not having a good day. I was not wanting to hear it. Yeah. But it did bring up me wanting to talk about this on this show and thinking that, hey, wait, you know, sometimes they're supportive and they're sometimes giving you a crap about it. But sometimes they're giving you crap about it and they're not being supportive. Right. So the the issue here is that you know we want. 
those of us somewhere on the queer spectrum, or even those of us who aren't on the queer spectrum, some of us who are like doing other things that are outside of the spectrum of what's considered normal or acceptable right. in society, we want to like change some of that, you know, change those concepts, change those ideas. It's difficult for some of us to come out to our family members because we're afraid of judgment. And yet at the same time, we want to because yeah. who not, knows not so us? much judgment as non-acceptance to be unacceptable. Well, not to be not to be accepted, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's that it's that judgment. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all wrapped up in that fear of them looking at you and then saying something about you that tries to fit you into that box right and one thing about you know coming out like saying okay here i am i mean a lot of people know um i don't identify myself as gender non-binary because i like to use the he him profiles and i do have the look from time to time but i don't conform as well as right. I ought to, because i just can't so as well as you ought to <laughs> so you're putting it on yourself and I'm making that joke. Yeah. I laugh yeah. about when I say, well, as well, I ought to. Ha, 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 ha. Because there's no such thing as an ought to. Right. Because society wants to say, well, let's try to put you in this box where <laughs> boys are supposed to look like death and girls are supposed to look like this. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails over here. Sugar and spice and everything nice over there. Mm. And neither the twain shall meet. And I, and of course, Western society, and I do need to be specific, Western society, Western European influenced patriarchal society. (laughs) Yeah. Tends to want to lean on that segregation of what it is to be one that has a penis and what it is to be one that has a vagina. And that causes not only a lot of dichotomy, it causes a lot of stress for people who don't fit in those boxes, who want to try to break out of those boxes and say, hey, this is part of who I am. I know you know me as this, but I want to communicate to you on this level. Mm -hmm. And this is me. So, of course, being someone who who is gender non-conforming i can't color within the lines right as far as being male and as far as like you know can't possibly be completely female because i don't look that good in pink <laughs> again I disagree, again but again okay. again playing with again <laughs> playing with societal stereotypes in my joshing here mm-hmm. playing with societal stereotypes he looks really good in pink depends on the shade of pink <laughs> like if it's a dark magenta yes mhm Something was a little purple in it, and it's on. It works better that way. We're distracted here. You know, I can talk about this a little bit more at a time, but right now we can talk about the challenges about, or or some of the fun that it, it takes into being honest with your family. So let's take a break here, and we'll come back on the other end, and we'll just talk about what it takes, the challenges that are inherent in trying to come out to your family. If you are listening to us, thank you for listening to Into Your Body. You can listen to us on intoyourbody.buzzsprout.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Send us an email if you want to join the conversation, intoyourbodypodcast at gmail.com. We've got more on this conversation about coming out to your family and 
why that can be so much fun and why can that be so much of a vexation coming up next right after this This is DJ from Into Your Body, and I'd like to ask you one question. What's up with the lube you're using? Is your lube just not doing the job and making things worse? Well, friends, I'm here to let you know about Allocadabra. Live Well Incorporated out of Ventura, California, has invented what I myself like to call the best lube for the money. Any money. Alocadabra isn't just any moisturization that glides and slides. Alocadabra is made with 100% organic aloe vera, so it heals your body while nourishing those sensitive areas, giving them their necessary moisturization that's perfectly pH balanced for your body and everybody. Alocadabra is petroleum-free, paraben-free, and contains no BS chemicals. It's 100% plant-based, so it's FDA and Oregon Tilth approved, meaning that it's safe to use for your safer sex needs. Other lube is for toys. For your body, only choose Alocadabra in eight organic flavors and scents. I happen to like Pina Colada. It's available at Alocadabra.com. Find drugstores, as well as from your friendly neighborhood, locally owned, queer-friendly pleasure shop, Allocadabra, naturally magic. And we're back. Yes, Second we segment of Into Your Body, episode 41. Hello again. I'm DJ. And I'm Sam. And we're talking about coming out to your family. Why can that be fun? Why that can be a a vexation? And I was using my own example about uh, me uh, snapping a picture of myself in a tuxedo dress. Yeah. (laughs) Taken after the great Billy Porter, who I I, I swear, I swear, uh, to, to to quote one of my dear, dear friends, we do not deserve the excellence that is Billy Porter. I'm telling you. But yet... We do. <laughs> so, so in a way, in a very side roundabout way, coming out as gender nonconforming to someone who always known I was gender nonconforming, you know, just, I just could not fit into that box. Right. At all. Yeah. At all. At all. Ever, 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 ever. So instead of trying to fit into that box, you know, it is wisest to just ignore that box and just yeah, you know, put cr- that box in the trash yeah there's because because boxes are for storage and for moving things and that's not what it's for so right. it's like okay this is this is how i operate this is this is this is how i jam i don't wear i don't wear skirts all the time but when i do it's very tasteful yes it is and it works well so but it's not and it's <laughs> and for some i mean some would say like oh does it cross into sort of a sexual fetish well no not for me really no, not no. for me. Really. I haven't noticed that in that. I yet. mean, I mean, I look sexy, but I mean, some people will wear jeans and look sexy as well. But right. it doesn't feel like something that I need to defend or explain or have to say. Well, there you go. It's something you but want like, to wear. Therefore, it's yours. It's my you style. It's my style, and that's and that's just and that's just how right. it is. But somehow, for for some people, it's difficult because the fear of trying to get 
people to understand that are not used to understanding you on one side or the fear of them rejecting you. And there's a lot of fear of rejection, especially for folks that come from more conservative households. Right. And that fear is about as, as real as, you know, as real as a, you know, spilling ice cream on a sidewalk on a, on a summer day. Well, I know there's a lot of things I never told my grandparents. And some things that you probably won't want to tell your grandparents. Well, they're... Well, I mean, they're deceased, you know, of they're course. They're deceased now, so they know. So, <laughs> but I didn't whether tell or not them they, when they were alive. N- whether or not they would tell them they were alive, because they ha- they adhered to certain values. Yes, they did. They had very solid beliefs, and uh, my personal self was not going to conform to that and gee those personal beliefs just did not fit they did not no yeah and that was more of a a social social political standpoint yeah yeah a series of beliefs in that regard well yeah it was we had religious differences to start with and uh also the fact that i am pansexual polyamorous mm-hmm. mm that would not have gone over well. Those usually don't tend to pan well with people mm. who have a more conservative mindset and background. Right. My mother was okay. She was like, okay, whatever. Just, it's not for me, but do what you want. I know. I also think that sometimes when people are in families are being approached as, as to say, okay, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, they're stepping away from a previously known identity and coming into an identity that. And I'm saying that the person who is coming out, they're coming to an identity that reflects more of who they are. But also there's a challenge to step out of an identity that when you are in a family, there are roles that you just lock into. Right. Yeah. And so rejection of being locked into a family role that does cause some upset because there's a sense of routine in many families, not just in day to day operations, but just familiarity mm-hmm. recognizing people as something or other right like you know like in some families like the nephew's always going to judge one person as the dumb one or <laughs> yeah or the father's going to judge the daughter-in-law as like the smart one or, and someone will say oh that's the person that can't shut up it's sort of like nicknaming the beatles that's the quiet one that's the smart one mm-hmm. And then, well, what happens when we do that in families is that we wind up just for the sake of our own sense of being comfortable. Okay, it's not just for, but yes, but for the sake of being comfortable in your own body. But for no, I'm saying for the sake for the families themselves. Oh, for the family, for the families themselves, it feels that those labels are a point of not just recognition but also comfortability. Yes, it's comfortable. It's 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 familiar. Or who you thought you knew. Because maybe you didn't know all along. Right. And especially if it's someone in your family that you don't like, you know. (laughs) Then there's a problem. Then then it's then moving into something else entirely, you have to re relate to them in a completely different way. Right. That really upsets a lot of people because it's like it's not who you were. It's not who it's like, well, it's not what I'm used to being and there, and there's that concern of, you know, is this the real you? Right. Is this a phase? Is this a phase? Is this the real you? Well, mm-hmm. you know, it, no one holds on to the same identity they were when they were 12 years old. That's absolutely true. No one says, you know, no one goes to any Thanksgiving 
celebration, any family gathering of older adults and ask them about, hey, do they keep their crib? Do they keep their crib? Do they still sleep in their crib? Yeah. No one expects that. Right. Because people grow and they change and they have different needs. It doesn't change who they themselves are because it's just constantly being revealed more and more each time. Of course, when they're kids, when we're children, we know who we are, but then everyone else's ideals and ideas of who we're supposed to be are foisted upon us. And we, as kids who are trying desperately to figure out what it is to be human, try to adapt to them so that we don't, so we don't upset them. And so like, okay, I guess this is what it means to be human. And it takes a toll. It does. It takes a toll Mm -hmm. to the identity of the actual human being that's involved. Especially if you're with a family who is less understanding and less, what is the word? I don't want to use the harsh word. I want to say they would be less than open. Yeah, less than open to different realities, let's say. Like, okay, let's say your child comes out as homosexual and you absolutely hate homosexuals. So you negate the child first. They'll never come out to you. They'll never be straight with you because they know that they're going to be hurt by your reaction. Right. So who are they going to come out to? They'll come out to everyone else, but mm-hmm. because they know that around, because they, because they know that if there is an environment where who they are, but against their feeling of safety, mm-hmm. they're not going to come out to you. Right. So even though you tried to, even though say the parent tried to raise them right with the right morals. <laughs> yeah. I know that accent. But it's, <laughs> and then, and then their child comes back to them saying, I'm sorry, this is not who I am. This doesn't, this doesn't work out for me. Of course, it's going to be a clash and a conflict right, yeah. because there is a power struggle there too, parent versus child. But there's also right. a power struggle there, adult versus adult, where the person coming out saying, like, I'm not your kid anymore. I'm adult. See me as an adult and see me as a person. And so, and so they're now arguing. And so the, the child is now arguing to the parent as not I am your child, as I am now your peer. Deal with it. Yeah. Which is something as, that it's something that the parent can't reach. Younger kids now that are coming out mm-hmm. that, that aren't adults. So they don't have that option of speaking as a peer. Part of that is that our society, thank goodness, is now more accepting of the coming out process and accepting that there is more than one gender and more accepting that people can express who they are mm-hmm. in many different ways. And and it isn't even tied to anything sexual. That's the thing that has that has to be a bit of a paradigm shift to those people who are freaking out over some of these. Right, like, right. you know, your kid comes out as your kid comes out as trends and you don't know how to deal with it, but you know, your but your bigoted upbringing, some people's bigoted upbringing would say, but that has some sort of sexual connotation when the truth of the matter, it really doesn't. Yeah. I kind of There's felt a, sorry for my daughter-in-law when she came out as trans. Uh, Cause everybody was like, okay, <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> right. Right. Aaron's experience was different. Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing. And that's and that's an amazing, positive thing. Yeah. 
And yet there's other people who have who are fall in the middle where yeah, they get the, some people uh, are accepting and some people are like, well, dot, dot, dot. You're really a don't, or blah, 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 or that, that, that. Yeah. In other words, like, OK, you know, some again, is that a phase or or you're just you're just being here's this word rebellious or, or, or being rebellious. Some people want to use that term rebellious saying, well, you're just being contrary against me, but you know, that's a phase and you'll get over it. Right. But they also go with the trendy now because to say that something is trendy negates it. Well, that's the same thing as saying, is it a phase that people are going right. through? You're just... So what if, so what if it's a phase you're going through? It's like, okay, how about this? You know, Paula Dean went through a phase of just putting butter in everything. <laughs> yes, she did. And, and then she got diabetes. And then it had a, unfortunately, had a detrimental effect. And now she's not doing the butter thing much anymore. Her diets change. Her recipe has changed. How she cooks changed. How she does all of that stuff has changed. Right. Hopefully how she thinks about black folks also may have changed, but we'll see. But <laughs> that's another story altogether. But the point we're making is that you... You you go through one thing. You're not one thing all the time. Right. You change. You do. You become different. You start to ex- and you start to learn, either from misfortune, or through adaptation and accepting what's better to come around and feeling what's 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 really real, not right. just what's real in your head or the idea of oh this person has to be this way or that way, but what's really true. And honest. Right. <sighs> I only have my experience because, you know, if, if, if say any of my God kids ever came out, it'd be like, okay, yeah. I would, I would, I would, you know, take them out for a drink and just discuss, you know, their feelings and how they feel because, right. or pretty much anyone. I'm like, I'm doing my best. The only time I have problems really mm-hmm. is when I'm thinking of Erin in her former life because then I can't remember to call her Erin. And you still have to remember to call her. And I still have to remember to call her Aaron. And I slip sometimes. It's still a challenge or or even for your folks to know that, okay, their son is gender nonconforming because he's never going to be the manly man. And that's not ever, that's not ever going to be the case. Or your daughter, your daughter's a lesbian or your best friend, your best friend is what have you. You feel, feel, you know, whatever part of the rainbow they're in right right and so we're just you know wanting to live our lives and just be and work through this thing called life and figure it out for ourselves yeah that's all we have to do yeah all right so that's it for this segment of into your body yeah for number 41 thank you very much for listening much love to all the families out there if you want to join in the conversation please drop us an email into your body podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Find us at, at into your body one. We're also on Facebook into your body podcast. We're also on Tumblr into your body podcast. And if you can sift through all of the porn photos, Yeah. On New Tumble, we're there as well. So please drop us a line at any of those places. You will hear us on K 
KEPW 97.3 FM every Sunday morning at midnight. I'm sorry. Also contact us if you need resources either to come out or as someone who is being come out too. If you need resources, contact us. We got some. And most importantly, don't don't forget forget to to masturbate. masturbate. Bye-bye.